Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Saturday, December 17th, 2022, and the Memphis Grizzlies are in action tonight again against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So we'll go right into the bets for that game after we do a quick recap of the incredible, insane, however you want to describe that game against the Bucks the other day. Talk about that game. Talk about the bets that we ultimately didn't hit because the game was so just out there. Um, I don't think anyone could have predicted the outcome of that game. So we'll get into everything from that game against Milwaukee, get right into the props for the game tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder, and just send you guys off into the weekend. So I appreciate everyone, as always, for listening. And as always, we are using DraftKings for all these odds, and I take no financial responsibility for any bets that are placed based on this podcast. So with all that being said, I guess we'll get right into this game against Milwaukee that happened on Thursday. Sorry, not Friday. Got my days mixed up. Um, The Grizzlies win the game 142-101. to So the Grizzlies beat what many people, including myself, and I said it on the episode on Thursday, consider the best team in the, in the NBA. All their players healthy besides Drew Holiday, and the Grizzlies just absolutely demolished them. I really don't know what else to say. I've, I mean, the Grizzlies tend to do this like once or twice a year. We we saw it last year in different, um, different games. We saw them crush the even the Warriors. I know it was in the playoffs, and it was a bit different of an atmosphere. But we see these crazy games from the Grizzlies a lot more than you expect from you know other teams in the NBA. So I wouldn't say it's too much of a shock. But under the circumstances, I mean, a forty-one point game against the Bucks, who have one of the best records in the NBA, is just completely insane and. Because of that, I would say that we, <laughs> I don't want to make excuses, but it was very tough to hit any of these bets that we had placed just because of the sheer, you know, outlier that this game ended up being. But we did hit the Grizzlies minus two, so check that off easily. You know, we could have given the, you know, could have taken Grizzlies minus 30 at this point, but hit Grizzlies minus two. The over was 227. That did not hit thanks to the Grizzlies with the Grizzlies scoring 142 on their own. Didn't need much from the Bucks and didn't get much from the Bucks. only at 101. So that didn't hit. We had Jaron Jackson Jr. over 15.5 points. That did not hit as well. He only had four. Didn't play well. Only played 13 minutes on the night. We had John Morant over 27.5 points. He finished with 25 points. Had a triple-double, 25, 10, and 10. Only played 26 minutes, so we are easily pacing for that 27.5 point over if the game had any kind of you know, respectable nature to it, but the game just got out of hand, and I don't think Ja, or I'm guessing he didn't play the whole fourth quarter from what I remember. Um, Dylan Brooks over two and a half threes. That did not hit either. He finished with one three on the night, one for four from three, seven for 14 from the field, and 18, and 18 points in 21 minutes. We had Jaron Jackson Jr. over one and a half blocks, which is the play of the game. That didn't hit. I don't think he had a block in the whole game, so a bit strange there from Jaron considering how well he's played defensively recently. Had zero blocks in the game. Again, he only played 13 minutes, took two shots. Just wasn't really a factor in this game. Didn't have to be. And then we had Grizzlies minus one first half with the Grizzlies won the first half 70-49, to 49, so covered a minus 20 spread in the first half. It's just absolutely insane. And the Grizzlies continue this hot, you know, Grizzlies love to start hot, start, start you know, from the jump, uh, we've talked about that usually with the first quarter bets, but that was apparent today with the first half bet just to give them some more leeway, and they did just that. Chris Middleton over two and a half threes was a complete L. 
I don't even know what to say. He was god awful on the night. He, I believe, he shot 0 for eight from three. He, sorry, one for eight from three. So he did hit one three at the end of the day in 22 minutes, one from 12 from the field. So Chris Middleton was horrible, which I wouldn't say is the reason why the Bucks were bad or got blown out, but definitely didn't help. But the one play we did hit, plus 200, take a lot of credit for that, is John Morant plus 200 to be the leading scorer of the game. You always really had it between John Morant and Giannis, and I talked about how I've been heavy on Giannis props the last three or four games, and he just hasn't been up to his normal standard. Giannis finished with 19. John Morant finished with 25 for the leading score in the game, though you know Tyus Jones, Dylan Brooks, some other guys were um, making it nerve-wracking for a second, even Bobby Portis, but... John Morant finished with 25, plus 200 for being the leading scorer of the game. And that takes us through this game. I mean, not much to talk about there. Obviously, great result for the Grizzlies. So, don't want to get too caught up in the bets that didn't hit just because this is one of those things you just have to put your hand up and say, you know, this is a bit of an outlier. This was a fun game to watch, fun game to be a part of as a Grizzly fan. And we just kind of move forward to the next game, which tonight happens to be against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Oklahoma City. So we saw these two teams play not too long ago, so we have a bit of an understanding of maybe how these will match up, but we'll get right into that game now, getting into the props and what we like for the game tonight, which is currently sitting at a minus 8.5 point spread in favor of the Grizzlies, and the over-under is currently at 232.5. So like I said, we saw these two teams play back on the 7th and then the 18th, so they've already played twice this season. Memphis won both of them, covered both spreads. The last time they played on the 7th of December, the Grizzlies did cover the same exact spread, which is 8.5, and and the total was 233, so only half a point less than it is right now. So very similar in terms of the spreads and the over-unders for this game that was against the Oklahoma City Thunder about a week and a half ago, the only difference being obviously that it's in Oklahoma City compared to in Memphis. So that's something to keep in mind. Against the spread, Memphis is currently 14-13-1, which is 15th in the NBA. The Oklahoma City Thunder is 17 and 12 against the spread for fourth. So the thing with the Thunder, they aren't a good team by any stretch of the imagination, 11 and 18 on the year, but they are very competitive. We saw that just last night. They played the Minnesota Timberwolves, lost by two points um, in a game where they were actually a five-point favorite against the Timberwolves. So that kind of sums up exactly how bad the Timberwolves season has been to this point. But With Shea, you're always going to have a chance. You're always going to be competitive to at least cover these massive spreads, which is obviously why they are fourth in the NBA against the spread. They're not winning these games, but Shea can usually get them in a spot where they can at least be somewhat respectable when the final whistle blows. And that's exactly what happened here. Um, But we have seen them lose the last five games. And, you know, the, the losing streak of the Thunder started in Memphis on the seventh. So they haven't won a game since the fifth against the Atlanta Hawks. And they've played teams like the Cleveland Cavaliers, the uh, Dallas Mavericks, Miami Heat, and Minnesota Timberwolves. So they've played some good teams. Should be kind of beaten down at this point after especially a back-to-back and two games in the last two, uh, three days. So I would be foolish not to take the Grizzlies here, minus 8.5. Obviously, they covered the same exact spread, like I just said, about a week and a half ago. So I wouldn't expect it to be any different this go-around, especially off a of back-to-back with the Oklahoma City Thunder and no offense, but I don't think the Paycom Center is really a fortress or a tough place to play in. So I'm going to go Grizzlies minus 8.5 being very simple here. 
Grizzlies are also the sole holder of first place in the Western Conference right now after the Pelicans lost to the Jazz two days in a row, which blows my mind, but that's just kind of how the Jazz have been this season. Talked about that plenty of times when we were uh, in Utah for those two games in a row, but Memphis is currently sitting 19-9, first in the Western Conference, and then you also have the Pelicans playing against the Suns again tonight. So after they beat the Suns twice last week, I would expect the Suns to come out and get a result tonight. So I like the Grizzlies to maybe even get two games ahead of the Pelicans after the games tonight. So good opportunity for the Grizzlies. Put their head down, work. Injury report doesn't look like there's anything new. Just Danny Green and Desmond Bain on that injury report today for the Memphis Grizzlies. So I like the minus eight and a half. The Thunder aren't great against the spread at home, seven and six on the year. So about, you know, League average there, and this is an opportunity for the Grizzlies to start, you know, stringing together some away wins as they are currently three, nine, and one against the spread, which is second worst in the whole league, only after the Golden State Warriors, who I think everybody in the whole NBA circle has noticed and talked about their away record, which is a whopping three and 13 against the spread. So Memphis needs to start stringing together some away wins. Obviously, you know, Home court advantage is very important, and they are sitting in first place in the Western Conference currently, but you're going to have to win some away games down the road, and I think this is a good opportunity to start that trend and get in the win column there. The over-under 232 does make me a bit nervous. I know that Oklahoma City is currently 17-12 and 12 over or in favor of the over. Currently this, this season, which is third in the NBA, they are on a two-game under streak. Um, granted, it was against the Timberwolves and the Miami Heat, who are both pretty good defensively. But I, I don't know. I mean, the main thing here, I'm not nervous about the Grizzlies scoring, you know, 120, 125 points. But we saw in the last game when these two teams played, the Thunder only scored 102. So I'm leaning over here just based off the fact that Oklahoma City's defense is really that bad that it, I, mean, I don't think it's going to be to the extent that it was in this Bucks game recently. But 27th. And points against for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Currently, you know, 117.2 points per game against them. And they are scoring 115.3 points per game, which is actually ninth in the NBA. Grizzlies, every time I check this stat, just continue to go up in their points per game you know, against because Darren Jackson Jr. has just been so good on the defensive end. And Steven Adams was actually the defensive monster in the last game against the Bucks. But currently sitting in sixth place for the Grizzlies in points four. At 116.5 and then 111.3 points against, which is 10th best in the NBA. So I like uh, I like the over here. I'm going to go over at 232.5. I think that the Grizzlies can score almost you know 130 on their own. And I think Oklahoma City will be a little bit more respectable than they were in that last game against the Grizzlies. And Shea should be able to get 30 points. Um, you know, Maybe figure out Dylan Brooks this go around because he has struggled against Brooks up to this point. But I think the Thunder can get like 110 on their own. So I like the Grizzlies to to do a bulk of the scoring here, which is why we'll also look at some of their, you know, team props going forward. I think the team right now is at 120 and a half. So just going into some props now, I do like the team total at 120 and a half in favor of the Grizzlies because we've seen so far that they've done that twice against the Thunder. They scored 123 in the most recent matchup, and then the matchup before that 121. So both matchups so far, they've gone over that 120 and a half. And coming off of a 142-point game, I expect the Grizzlies to continue firing on all cylinders. So over in the game, over on Grizzlies team total. And now we'll look at some of the player props for the night, which are actually out pretty early today. So that's that's a nice luxury because we haven't had that so far. 
So with that being said, we'll get right into our play of the game of the night, right to the first player prop of the game, which is John Morant over 8.5 assists for the night. He has gotten double-digit assists in the last four games. He had 11 in the last game against the Oklahoma City Thunder and 11 in the game before that, so he's averaged 11 so far this season in the two meetings between the two. He's just been amazing passing the ball, amazing as a distributor for the for really all season, but specifically in this last month and a half, he's just been great as kind of the main guy orchestrating the offense. And he's always been good with assist numbers, but recently it seems like he's put more of an emphasis on getting his you know players involved. And then you know the amount of triple doubles he's had in the past month has just been crazy. I think he has three, three or four in the last month. So he's been great. Um, continue on the John Morant hot streak there with the over assist at eight and a half as my play of the game. Continuing with John Moran, I do like his over three-pointers, which is currently set at one and a half threes. He's hit this in five of his last six games, including the game against the Thunder. He shot two for three from three. Against the Bucks the other night, he was two for eight. Um, obviously, he had a poor shooting night against the Pistons. He went 0 for seven from three. Game before that against the Thunder, he only took two threes. He was 0 for two. So recently, he's been shooting the ball a lot better since really that Oklahoma City game. So he was 0 for two from three in that game. Since then, he's rattled off some two three-pointer nights, and I expect him to do the same. So I like John Morant over one and a half. If it went to two and a half, I definitely wouldn't like it. He's not hitting three threes tonight, but he should be able to hit two and you know, kind of open it. He's he's been so much better from three all season so far. So I expect him to continue. Working on that, shooting 34% from three so far this year, averaging about 1.8 a night. So I think you're getting good value at minus 111 there for John Morant to hit two threes. He's been good. I'm starting to trust his shot a lot more. I've always thought it was a bit sometimes not fluky, but he's, he's a streaky shooter like anyone else really in the NBA. But just with the way that he shoots the ball sometimes, I'm not confident that it's going to go in. But this season, it's been a bit different. He's shooting with more confidence and obviously hitting at a lot higher clip and shooting a lot more. So I like John Moran to hit over one and a half threes there in Oklahoma City. We'll move over to the Oklahoma City side for the next play, which is going to be Shea Gilgis Alexander over 30 and a half points. I know that's crazy to say considering that he has been absolutely terrorized by Dylan Brooks in these last two games that they've played against each other. It's the second least amount of points he's averaging against a team so far this season. Uh, Shea, which is, I mean, technically probably first considering the only team that he's averaging less against is the Toronto Raptors, but that was only in one game. So he's played the Grizzlies twice. He's averaging 20.5 points so far this season against the Grizzlies. He did have 26 in the last game, but just compared to what he's been doing against all these other teams, he has struggled against Dylan Brooks specifically and the Grizzlies. I like him to figure it out tonight at home. He had 35 last night against the Timberwolves. And obviously, we saw a 42-point game against the Mavericks. I mean, this guy has become a superstar in front of our own eyes. Um, I, you know, he's the only guy on the team that really has any kind of scoring threat uh, long-term for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I expect him to get his 31 tonight. Dylan Brooks can still have a good defensive game, and he can still have his, you know, 31 points. Just because I don't know who else is going to even take shots for this team. So. I like him to finally get over that Dylan Brooks hump tonight and get his 31 points and get back in the, you know, he's averaging 31 and a half per game so far this season, so which is third best in the NBA. So I like Shea to figure it out at home against Dylan Brooks and the Grizzlies tonight and get that over. We are going to go right back to our favorite play recently for the next bet tonight, which is Memphis Grizzly first field goal type exact. Grizzlies two-pointer at minus 105. They hit this in both the games against the Thunder so far this season. You had Jaron Jackson Jr. in the first matchup, 
and then John Moran in the second matchup make layups. And in the game against the Bucks the other night, they did just that as well. Hit a two-pointer. I believe it was Steven Adams or Darren Jackson or someone hit a two-pointer against the Bucks to hit that as well. So pretty much every night, I don't know the exact stat, but we've talked about it multiple times now. Grizzlies' first basket two-pointer is, I'm not going to say a lock because I'll say that and then tonight it won't hit, but at minus 105, I think you're getting great odds, especially considering, as I always say, Steven Adams is going to win the tip, so you're basically getting a shot, and they're not going for a three, especially with Desmond Bain out of the lineup. So John Morant always attacks in that first play, so I like minus 105 for the Grizzlies' two-pointer to be the first basket scored, and then just first basket in general. John Morant plus 550 I like as a long shot for the night as well. So those are the two plays I like in terms of first basket, and we're going to continue to to play this Grizzlies two-pointer as the first field goal type until it proves otherwise because it's hitting at an insane rate right, right now. So you are, I'm not going to say stupid to not bet it, but you know it's one of those things that the trends are going in that direction and you got to just continue to ride it until the wheels fall off there. So I like Grizzlies to hit that first basket two-pointer tonight, especially at minus 105. Honestly, I would have expected it to be in like the minus 130, minus 140 range with, the, you know, with how much has been hitting recently. And if you think they're going to get it on the first actual attempt rather than like they miss one, Oklahoma City misses one, and then they they make one, you can get Grizzlies to make a two-pointer on their first possession at plus 165. So getting a bit more juice there if you think they're going to you know, score right off the tip, um, which I like that as well. So plus 165 for first possession to be a two-pointer made for the Grizzlies. And then in the whole game, first field goal being a two-pointer, Grizzlies minus 105. And I like, and then obviously John Morant plus 550 on the first basket. So those are three first field goal plays that I really do like for the night. A lot of fun bets to make on those just because, you know, it's right away. You find out if you, you know, cash out or not. So like those plays, just kind of looking around the board. Besides that, there's not a ton I like. Otherwise, you know, Dylan Brooks is currently sitting at 18 and a half for his points over under. Obviously, he did hit that in the last game. And I was kind of concerned just because of how much work he does defensively against Shea. I, I'm not too confident either way. He's you know he's sitting right at that mark, which is why that is the you know over under, but he's averaging 17 and a half points per game so far this season, averaging 20 in the two games against the Thunder so far. So I'm going to say and I'm not gonna play it. So I'm you know I'm not gonna force anything. Dylan Brooks, I don't love either way. Um Jaron Jackson Jr., his over-under is currently at 16 and a half. So I do lean over there just because of the fact that he has been poor in the last couple games. I mean, he had 15 against Atlanta, but that was more of a defensive masterclass. You know, he got his points, but wasn't great. Um, Against Milwaukee, he only had four points in 13 minutes. And then the last game against the Thunder, he only had 12 points. But he's averaging 18.5 points per game against the Thunder so far this season. So I like Jaron Jackson Jr. to have a good night tonight and get over that 16.5 mark. So... Those are really all the plays for the night, guys. I appreciate everyone for listening. As always, enjoy your weekend. Make sure to follow the Twitter at GrizzBearBets. As always, also make sure to follow my personal Twitter at ChaseBob at 9. And then make sure to follow the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter, which is at SBN Grizzlies. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday, the 20th, for the game in Denver against the Nuggets. And I will see you guys then. So thank you and have a good one.